KG, and this is not safe for network. Get in there, you big boy. Oh. I don't care what you smell. Oh my God, this girl's really turning me on. I, I didn't quite get that. Think it again. Forget I thought it. It's a pressure valve. Won't open unless there's tremendous pressure. Oh no, not the beast! Monta. Not the beast! Mon ah! I love my eyes! Monta. Montucky Skies. Welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. I'm Brandon. I'm Jana Lee. Jana Lee is my mom. I feel bad just saying Jana Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Naughty, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, we got a whole mess of stuff to talk about, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start out. Brandon, what would you like to talk about today? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, nice. So I I uh, finally finished watching the Escape movies. (laughs) I think I watched them in the right order. What, what order I was watched that? Escape from L.A. first, and then I watched Escape from New York. It definitely gets better if you watch it that way, but what the reason I wouldn't recommend that for most people is that you're going to give up after Escape from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> it it had a, got enough going for me that I was like, I want to see the better one. Yeah. So that was my mindset going into it. But I ended up going down a little rabbit hole after I finished watching it. What was the rabbit hole? The IMDb page of Kurt Russell. Oh, okay. Uh (laughs) He has been acting on screen. Since he's a little kid. Like in Disney movies. Since 61. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was he was like he was allegedly the last person to talk to Walt Disney when he died. And Walt Disney said that Kurt Russell is the future was the last or something like you're the future was his yeah. last. Well, words. he Yeah, he was in all the Disney films when I was a little kid. Yeah, and I mean he signed Kurt Russell to like a 10-year screen deal when he was just a kid. Yeah, and then Jodie Foster was like the female counterpart of that, but I think she was slightly after Kurt Russell, right? Yeah, she yeah, was late seventies. Yeah, she was 80s. a little bit older. Yeah, because I think at that point Kurt Russell was still doing Disney movies, but it was like the Black Hole and things like that, like stuff that you wouldn't think of as a Disney movie nowadays, but it totally was a Disney movie. Do you ever see mm. the Black Hole? I don't think so. I haven't either, but I've heard like it's unlike any other Disney movies. Like they were they were trying to drawing adult audiences and like teenagers it was sort of their so basically from what i understand was their failure with the black hole led to them um it it helped lead to getting michael eisner and developing touchstone pictures oh because touchstone pictures you know was under the disney arm technically but it was adult movies and for teenagers Mm -hmm. and things like you know like ruthless people yeah. Like movies like that. Tombstone. Yeah, yeah Tombstone. Yeah, yeah they, dude, they had a lot of great movies. And then they didn't have a lot of great movies <laughs> after the 90s. <laughs> well, I remember being surprised when Kurt Russell was suddenly an adult and he was a hot guy because he's kind of a geeky <laughs> little kid, you know? <laughs> I didn't know. I haven't seen a lot of his like little kid movies. So You've probably seen more than you think of give me some yeah. examples i don't really feel it was like the computer <laughs> wore tennis shoes and that's the only title i can remember though yeah i don't think i ever <laughs> saw that one. the computer wore tennis shoes yeah something like that i may have the title totally wrong but <laughs> and then eventually he got into john carpenter yeah and then like 
his career took a turn. Did you ever see Escape from New York? Yes. I, I, I That's the say, only one I saw was Escape from New York. What do you mean by only one? Like The Dark only Dark. Escape movies I saw was Oh, well, I mean, there's only two. Oh. There's New York and L.A. It's a coastal yeah. thing. Yeah, I saw the New York one. <laughs> and, like, Escape from L.A. just basically redoes Escape from New York, but in a worse way. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> They're like, hey, let's take all these practical effects that worked for Escape from New York and then, like, make them absolutely ridiculous and CGI'd. Yeah. We'll have Kurt Russell surfing in the middle of the city. And hitting full court basketball shots for his life. And oh, it's just fucking bad. <laughs> it's so bad. That was like John Carpenter's not so stellar run. Well, I probably won't go back and see that one then. No, no. It's, <laughs> it's not worth your time. So what what are some of the movies when he was a kid? I haven't heard of most of these. Okay. Um, let's see. It's... Uh, Daniel Boone. Oh, yeah. I saw oh, yeah. That a bunch uh, of times when I was a kid. The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. That one I never saw. <laughs> See, I was right. <laughs> um, what was that one about? I, uh, I think the kid was like an android or something. Kurt Russell was an yeah, android? I think. I don't remember for sure. It's been so long. Okay. <laughs> I just The title was catchy, so I remember that. <laughs> it is a catchy title. <laughs> the Barefoot ex- Executive. No. It's about a boy and a monkey. Okay. <laughs> so it's sort of like bedtime for Bonzo, but replacing a president with Kurt Russell. That's a lateral move. <laughs> uh, now you see him, now you don't. Super dad. Yeah, uh, I'm drawing some yeah, zeros here. <laughs> most of those I hadn't seen. I guess not. The strongest man in the world. No. Yeah. Apparently, these didn't match the test of time. No. No. <laughs> and like I said, he was a skinny, geeky little kid. What Carpenter movies have you seen, Mom? I know you saw Starman. Starman. Star Star One of the, my favorites. The most un-John Carpenter movie of John Carpenter movies. But one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know what else has he made. I'm not sure I've um, seen very many of them. The Thing. Yeah, The Thing. I know you saw that one because I tried to make you watch it. And yeah, I think I saw totally that. You weren't totally impressed. Yeah. <laughs> He's not my, it's not my genre. I That's the movie that like I get let down over and over again because I'm so excited to like watch it with somebody for the first time and then they're never, <laughs> never as thrilled as I am on like my 105th watch. Yeah. They're never as thrilled as I am. What else did he make? I'm not even sure. Uh, John Carpenter's Vampires? No, I'm not a vampire. They Live? No. The one where like he puts on the it's like he no. puts on the glasses and it's in black and white and they're aliens? No. I'm just not a horror fan. It's not a horror movie though. It's a it's like it is like classic science fiction. Oh, well, I may not have given it a chance assuming it was a horror movie or something. I mean, it was kind of on the backs of uh of Starman. It wasn't that oh. far off of it, but I could see why I had Roddy Rod Piper in it, so you're probably not super down with that. Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Uh, yeah, I may have seen it, but I don't remember. Halloween 2? No, I'm sure I never saw any of the sequels. I did love Starman a lot. Have I said that before? You have, yeah. I, oh, Big Trouble in Little China? Oh, yeah, I like that one. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a classic Carpenter film right there. Am I missing any of the highlights here? Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I like that one. 
The remake or the original from the 80s? I know he did the remake. No, no, no. no. Well, he produced it. Uh, he directed the original. I don't remember which it was. I remember I liked the movie, but I don't remember when I saw it. Do you so. remember a scene where there's a kid skipping and laughing and then a guy in an ice cream truck comes by with a gun and kills the kid at the beginning of the movie? Yes. Because all the hardcore scenes like that were like stripped out of the remake. So, oh no, I don't really remember that. So maybe it was the remake. Yeah, I saw probably the remake. It was like it's like 15 years ago or something that they made yeah. the remake. I feel like maybe not even that long ago. Maybe like 10 years ago. But yeah, John Carpenter's the shit. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite directors, The Fog. You see The Fog. Takes place in Oregon. Yes, I did. Or wait, is it the fog? Yeah, the fog. Yeah. The Stephen King story? No, that's the mist. Oh, okay. No, I guess I didn't then. You would <clears throat> like the fog, I think. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like a PG horror movie. I'm not real big on horror movies. It's PG though. Yeah, but I I I, <laughs> I don't like supernatural stuff that much that's a late 70s pg by the way well, it's, it's early 80s pg thank you <laughs> i like science fiction but i'm not real big on horror yeah okay um okay well one thing i want to talk about uh we, we saw the jungle book the new one nice have you seen it yet no so <laughs> their mom didn't want to see this so no <laughs> we'll i didn't front seat. <laughs> And I felt bad about it, but uh, you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, like. it, w- it was pretty good. It was a lot better than I expected. Did was- they take the racism out from the original cartoon version? Mm, some. So, <laughs> here's not the totally. thing. It's not overtly racist, but if Aaron Donaldson were to put it under the microscope, yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still about class structure and things like that. Yeah. Um, and- the, the original cartoon is pretty racist no it it cannot hold a candle to that and let me point out however that uh i believe the book was racist also oh the book was so racist because rudyard kipling was rudyard rudyard kipling was rudger (laughs) i don't know was a a very colonial guy and racist yeah no it was was a property based on racism (laughs) yeah They took some of the racism out of cartoons. It was like an appropriate level for the 60s, I believe. (laughs) Although I guess there were complaints about it in the 60s. Oh, I'm sure, because it's racist as hell. Hell, yes. (laughs) That's that's what I'm saying. This one, like, if you're looking for it, it's it's there, but it's not, nothing is overt in it. Um, So it makes it sound really bad when I say I really enjoyed it. (laughs) There were there were two moments when everybody in the audience like was just out and out delighted. And they were the same kind of moment when Baloo shows up and everybody realizes it's Bill Murray doing Baloo. That was like a magical moment. You could hear everybody in the audience just like like when they heard Bill Murray start to talk. And then the next time that happened was towards the last third of the movie. Yeah. When uh, King Louie was voiced by Christopher Walken. And then everybody was like, oh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great, too, because like Louie is fucking like I can't even. This is one case where like you need CGI there. There was just no way to duplicate what they did there without CGI, like how big he was. 
because like you had all these orangutans that were like orangutan sized with like the kids and then king louis is like easily i'd say like 20 times the size of of uh of uh i can't think of his name now the boy um mowgli yeah mowgli so uh great mowgli googly but uh it was really good man i enjoyed it a lot that kid is talented like, yeah. To hold that entire movie in front of like a blue screen. You know he's in front of a blue screen for that entire movie and interacting with people wearing green going and like waving their arms around. Guys in uh, spandex suits and balls on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dudes who look like green man and uh, it's always sunny <laughs> in Philadelphia. And that kid, like I believed everything he did. Like, and that, that was so crucial. Like I can't say enough. Like if you cannot get the kid right, that movie falls apart yeah. instantly. Yeah. Like there's just no way around it. He's like well, he's the only living person. The focus person. of the screen, like he's pretty much the only living person in the movie, other than like one quick shoot of like a village when he goes to steal fire, and that's it. I mean, everything else is like it's, it's just this kid and a lot of dude in green spandex. Like yeah. that's all it is. So it's yeah. it's pretty good. The voice talent. They've apparently decided that Lupita Piango is only. Or Nyong'o, sorry, is only an old wise person from now on. <laughs> the the old magic Negro trope, as they call it. Uh, she's definitely that type of person. And now. she's an attractive young woman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean she's a panther in this. So yeah. I don't know how well that translates, but I mean it's it's very similar to the uh, to the Maz in Force Awakens. I feel like like just has some wisdom advice and ready to like put her arm over their shoulder. And but at least she's a mother in this. Like it's yeah. not totally unbelievable with the voice. But I I'm worried that Disney is going to like kind of peck her in as like you're always like the magic person who solves the problem and only does a voice. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I hope she's not just a voice actor in black Panther. You know, there was a article I read and I can't cite it because it was just something I read offhand. And it was talking about how a lot of young black actors are getting, um, forced, not so much forced, but, put into voiceover roles and stuff where they're hidden on screen. Mm-hmm. And it's a, you know, a lot of people are calling it a pretty subtle racism. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, like there's, you could definitely make that case with like star Wars in this particular movie. I don't think you have a leg to stand on necessarily because there's only one human actor. Yeah. You know, although they probably could have casted a non white kid for the role, but whatever, <laughs> I thought it was an Indian child. The name was definitely Indian. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. It was, the name it was, was Indian. set in India. Was yeah, it? and it was set in Indian. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm asking. No, the actor's name okay. was Indian. Okay, I didn't realize. That, I think so. he was Indian. He wasn't okay. white. Okay. Yeah. I was just checking. I just like he wasn't very dark skinned, so I thought. Well, there's they very might have shades. casted a white kid. That's <laughs> what I thought. So. No, there's varying shades in India of people, so okay. depending on your cast and stuff. So, all right, I don't want to talk about this, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just hope she's not doing voiceover work for, uh, for Black Panther. That's going to be a bad time if that's what Marvel is doing with her. I'm going to be sorely disappointed. But I have a feeling that the director is not. Gonna no, I think that. they're going in a pretty good direction with 
Black Panther. I hope so. so yeah, it it does look cool. There's a lot of goodwill built towards that movie. Like, did you like Black Panther in the Civil War movie, Mom? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. What did What were your thoughts on him? My thoughts on yeah. him? Yeah, yeah. What did you think of that character? Um, I haven't really thought did about really it a whole lot. Of, did you like the claws? <laughs> <laughs> They were all right, I oh, guess. Uh, all right, that's. Enough. I was more more impressed with him when he was a human, I suppose. Let me ask you an easier question. What did you think about Spider Man in that movie? I really liked Spider Man. He I, was like what you would expect for Spider Man. Okay, did you see the other Spider Man movies? No, I haven't. Any of them? No. Okay. I really, none no, of them. I haven't. No Spider Man. I have seen no Spider Man movies. No Spider Man movies. <laughs> nope. Not a Spider-Man in the bunch. Not will, a Spider-Man in the bunch. Will you see the next Spider-Man movie? Yeah, because I like that in... actor, so. And okay. I like, uh, uh, what's her name that played his aunt? Oh, Marissa Marissa Tomei, Tomei I like her. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Not for the same reasons, obviously. Yeah, let's talk about Marissa Tomei for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, this kid, your mom, that'd be creepy. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, I saw Nice Guys. Last night with my wife. Thank you for letting me do that, Brandon. That's why this podcast no. is coming out a day late. We realized we had like maybe one night. Well, we only have one night if we wanted to ever hang out again for the <laughs> next couple of months. So uh, we took advantage of it. We went to Nice Guys. Dude, that movie is so fucking funny. It is so funny. The action's good too, but it is just hilarious when you watch it. Uh, it's classic Shane Black. Is that the one with uh, Russell Crowe? Russell yeah. Crowe and Ryan Gosling and uh, Ryan Gosling has this way to with this high pitched whine that is just so funny whenever he's in pain you just can't help but laugh and uh, they, they have all these weird little things because it takes place in the 70s so there's these weird little clues that it's in the 70s that are just peppered throughout it like they're at a party and there's a lady wearing a hat that's just covered with hundreds of cigarettes and he's like grabbing a cigarette off and like lighting it. There's a part where Ryan Gosling is at a stoplight and he's got like an old 70s razor and he's like cutting part of his cheek. And then all of a sudden, like you could just hear the hair get pulled out of his face. And he's like, ah! And my wife's like, see, that's why you don't shave while you're driving. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's why you don't use a razor from the 70s. Like I used one of those before. They are painful as hell. Oh. And uh, it's just really fun. I mean, there's like a little 13-year-old girl who's the daughter of uh, Ryan Gosling in the movie. And so she's there, but like instead of have, doing something where he's like, go with your mom or something like that, she's just there for the entire movie when all the shit goes down. At every, and part of this involves porn. So it's like, <laughs> and that stuff's entertain. Like, it's just really entertaining the way they like play with little action movie tropes. And uh, it's classic Shane Black. Like, it starts out with a little plot, and that's not really what's happening in the movie. You know, like, Lethal Weapon yeah. 2 uh, is, like, a Shane Black movie, and you have the woman who jumps out of the out of the high-rise apartment and kills herself, and then that's not what the movie's about at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just, like, a little thing that eventually leads to what the movie's really about. And so they have one of those. I mean, it's classic Shane Black. The only thing that is not classic Shane Black, not set during Christmas. Not at all. I think he's only done two movies that haven't been at Christmas time. So. Oh, well. It stands out. It stands out, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Even Iron Man 3 was at Christmas time. And part of it was in like LA, I think. So. 
That's why they have to crash in the middle of the country. <laughs> so that you can actually see snow. Because it's Shane Black. So, did you want to talk about Game of Thrones? <sighs> Hold over. Hold the door. Dude. <laughs> yeah, so spoilers right away. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, maybe just scan ahead a bit. Uh, fucking devastating what happens to Hodor. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's it wasn't him dying that really, like, got to me. The it's Hodor. the fact that, like, Bran fucked his entire life up through a vision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're just watching this poor kid just seizure on the ground was just gut-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of the juxtaposition between that and, like, that becomes the only thing he can say. And then, like, it ends with his life ending because of that moment. Like, yeah, it's it's horrible all the way through. Um, I do got to say on the lighter side, a friend of mine on Facebook was posting. <laughs> he posted a picture of a door wedge with Hodor's like photo <laughs> on it. And uh, which I thought was hilarious because he was saying hold the like this lady was yelling, hold the door the entire time. And so eventually Hodor just started saying Hodor instead of hold the door. And that becomes the only word he can say. Right. So anyways, he posted this picture of a door wedge with Hodor on it. And uh, this dude just comments at the bottom, God damn it, stop putting spoilers in your posts. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious because there's no way you could know that was a spoiler unless you saw that episode. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was... Uh, the funniest thing I saw come out of it was um, somebody had tweeted out that uh, Hodor is the literal uh, life and or like come to life of the phrase you had one job <laughs> <laughs> but he did his job <laughs> he did <laughs> but yeah that's totally true that's hilarious uh i really enjoyed sansa telling off littlefinger that was yeah good. that was good but to quote mike emmentrout no half measures. Dude, she should have fucking killed him where he stood. Yeah, she kind of let him off easy. Yeah. Like in Game of Thrones, anything short of a gruesome death is letting them <laughs> off easy. So, I mean, I guess at least she said something and stood up for herself, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I would have gone farther. Littlefinger is scum, and she's going to regret that. Of course, she wanted Blackfish, though. Still... Still. <laughs> She's a Stark, dude. Yeah. Starks lead their own destiny until they don't. <laughs> she should have beheaded him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just fucking knocked him down. Have Jon Snow kill him. Whatever you need to do. <laughs> End his life right there. Because he is going to like twist the situation to take advantage of him some or to take advantage somehow. Of course, that's, that's what, what he lives Finger for. Does. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like that eunuch guy, but worse. Oh, a lot worse because the eunuch guy has the good of the empire in you know right. in mind, but Littlefinger's just for himself. Except for when he has people locked in his little box, and who the fuck knows what he's doing with people? <laughs> Maybe you do. You read the books. <laughs> what the eunuch? Yeah, he had in one of the episodes. He just had a dude hanging out in a box who's trapped in a box. And was just oh. looking and tormenting him for a minute and then like shuts the box. 
And that's all oh, we see. In the I guy. don't remember that in the books at all. Yeah, I but it's know. been a while since I read them. You look like you don't remember this. Ah, uh, it's vaguely. It was like last season, so it's not like way out there. But well, he was, was smuggling little... somebody in a box one time, wasn't he? Maybe that's what it was. It looked like yeah. he was torturing the dude, though. I think. But I'm was... not talking about when he was taking uh, uh, Tywin in the box. Like, yeah. this is a whole different box guy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Sorry. Like, it looked like a children in the attic situation, but in a box Uh-oh. with a grown man. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I We should get back to, like, I've never read children in the attic so oh, flowers should, in the attic flowers in the attic sorry so maybe i should stop <laughs> quoting it <laughs> they're really seriously messed up books i mean i don't know why i even read a bunch of them but it was like 30 years ago so that's my excuse you scared the shit out of me with that paperback you had that hanging around the house i remember looking at that cover and just being creeped out by the, the one with the one with like the teardrop like leaves up off the vine Nope, not that cover. This no, one kinda... was was one with like a, a house with an attic, and you can see like a child like banging on the window at the top of the attic. Yeah, somebody gave me the book back when it was when I first started with the state, so it's been thirty years ago. But yeah, that yeah. sounds about right because seven yeah. years ago would have been about the right age and to it, be freaked out by I a paperback keep cover. Keep reading them. I kept writing them and going, "This is horrible. Why am I reading this?" <laughs> That's how V.C. Andrews does business. I guess. <laughs> or Anders? Is it Anders or Anders? Andrews, I think. It is Anders. Okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah. She's dead. She's still putting yeah. out books, but she's dead. I think it's like her daughter or something I've heard. Yeah, I can't believe they've still got that going on. I mean, how long? My wife They're... reads them and my mother-in-law reads them, like religiously. Yeah. But I don't see how the story could continue on. Pat, well, no, no, no. It's not like it's other weird, incestuous, weird, fucked oh, up things. Yeah. Well, sure. she definitely I'm seemed to be. I don't know, but she definitely the, seemed to be hooked up on incestuous she's like relationships. Working out things on paper for sure. <laughs> One of those books is coming. They're doing a movie of coming up in the next six months or so. Oh, I thought oh, it had already yeah. come out. Dude, they need to just make it PG-13 make it their temple movie. That'll really drive in the kids, dude. <laughs> I thought it had already come out. Maybe it had. Maybe has. not. I don't know. I wasn't going to go see it. I, it was, was, I, I went, they made this into a movie. I'm not going to that. Dude, I can't <laughs> I wait I think it was The, the Cradle King. Will Fall is the one that was, they're make, they were made into a movie. I can't oh. wait for the McDonald's promotional tie-in with <laughs> jelly glasses with like a kid, like an like trapped in a box. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever fucked up shit she writes about. Or they were trapped in an attic so nobody knew they existed or and so not having any interaction with anybody else then the two oldest start an incestuous relationship when they're teenagers. Cause... Dude, we could make a whole trilogy out of this. In fact, take the take the last book, split it into two parts. It's <laughs> gonna be huge. <laughs> Huge. It's going to be big. We're going to be watching on TBS in the afternoon with the kids every Thanksgiving. Well, Trump might like it with all the remarks he makes about oh, his daughter. God damn. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, our potential next president. <laughs> we might have to move on. <laughs> I actually hit the three things I want to talk about if you have any ideas. Um. Have you been following up on Archer? No, I saw the first episode and I just keep forgetting. There's eight of them out as we speak. 
That's good because I got seven of them to catch up on now. Yeah. And then last night they had the uh, season finale of The Flash. Yeah, I, were you? How how was it? It was Did it end really on a good. cliffhanger again. No, they they ended at a logical season ending point. I I threw mom into the flash on the absolute worst way to do it. I watched the crossover with Arrow, like <laughs> so. I watched the Arrow episode, and I'm like, the Flash is a lot better than this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll probably go back and watch it. You should. It's a fun show, and it's got that yeah. dude from Law and Order in it too. Yeah, he's really which good. one? Um, I don't know the guy with the beard and mustache, and he's the black guy. Oh, 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 from the original Law and Order. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I said yeah, Law okay. and Order, right? I didn't the, say like. The guy that was the actor in Rent, right? Jesse, Jesse. Yes. Something. I haven't seen Rent. Like, <laughs> I saw the HBO TV movie of Rent in oh. the 90s. So oh. I don't know. I remember it had Patrick Stewart wearing pink in a beret at one part. That was the HBO one. <laughs> oh, okay. And it had, uh, what's his face, who plays. Uh, Joe Hackett and Wings was the main character in it. Oh. Yeah. This is a whole different rent than the one you're talking about, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. It was I think same, his it was name based is based off of the play, but I think the actor's name is Jesse L. Martin. Something like that. Okay. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> but I could be wrong. <laughs> Somebody could correct us. It's not Jerry Orbach. I know. No. That. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 it's dun, not Christopher Maloney. But that's no. SVU anyway, so. And I would think of Christopher Maloney more from like Oz than Lana. Did you ever see any Oz? I haven't watched Oz. Do I need to go back and watch Oz? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know if you'd like it or not. Oh, no. It's, it's pretty violent. It's claim to fame is it's really the first of the, the like really well-produced dramas mm. like cable dramas you know uh-huh. like all the things with the 13 episodes and everything like dramas are now oz started that uh-huh but it is in prison and there's a lot of prison rape and there's a lot of like yeah murder i may skip that one however pretty much everybody from law and order <laughs> <laughs> yeah it came up like, came through that show and uh everybody almost has had a good career since oz yeah and it also so it had uh the warden was um uh winston zedmore (laughs) (laughs) i can't think of his name i always space it when i'm on this podcast but uh and it has it had J.K. Simmons. That yeah, was I knew like, J.K. Simmons was in it. That so. was his breakout, I think. I think that's yeah. when like he started to really get notoriety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking. He is brutal yeah. in that. And the insurance guy, <laughs> the guy is mayhem. He's yeah. in Haas as well. So I always like to think of him getting raped. I don't know. It's just the sentimental <laughs> yeah, the, part uh, of me. That and the guy that was uh, in Goodwill Hunting and played. Oh, the, the, the apples the guy. The douche guy. Yeah, the douchey college guy who uh, he's like, got, his got her number. How do you like them apple? That guy. Yeah. He's Allstate's brother. Ah, I didn't know that. Oh, oh, in Oz, yeah. yeah. I thought they actually worked him in an Allstate commercial the no. way he said that. Yeah, now they're busy with like basketball players now for the most part. 
Yeah. Like they're doing all the, the Chris Paul stuff and they got yeah. Damian Lillard on Yeah, the Damian Lillard plays in a ba- as a baby or something. Yeah, I don't it's know why. Weird, but yeah. <laughs> he's the baby for sure. I mean, because he doesn't whine on the court. How could they do that to my Damian? No, but he doesn't. You know? He doesn't, though. He's very animated and he raps. He's an animated yeah, rapping that's true. baby. That's true. But At why least it's is not baby? DeAndre Jordan who's the mother in it. Uh, which is all kinds of weird. Yes, that's true. Yeah. There, there's a theory I've heard that the only reason DeAndre Jordan is in that is because he went to go to the Mavericks and then they convinced him to sign back with the Clippers. And so the theory is that Chris Paul convinced him to come back to Allstate and like, <laughs> or to call, come back to the Clippers and he get him a spot on his Allstate commercial. <laughs> that's how shit works, right? I'm sure of it. Yeah, I don't know. Could you, be. you don't know if that's how NBA contracts work? <laughs> probably not. Well, probably not the contract, but they may have had an agent in common or something that that's, worked the deal out that way. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. like under the table, they decided this. And then Allstate had to go along because they do Chris Paul's bidding because he's fucking evil. Yes, and right, he picks on poor Damon Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve breaking his hand because he was shoving Gerald Henderson when he broke his hand. Yes, it was total karma. <laughs> They're trying to make it out like he was just playing defense, dude. He was yeah. fucking shoving Gerald Henderson. And I can't believe I was actually at that game. <laughs> yeah, she didn't know that anybody got hurt until I texted her and told her. Yeah, and that was good because then I had to tell the row and then the row told the rest of the section and then everybody was on their phones looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I made the crowd a whole lot happier that night, <laughs> incidentally. Because we were all going, when's Chris Paul coming back? <laughs> Do you think it was like the telephone game? Like by the time I got four rows up, they were like, Cliff Paul is injured. What? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even do commercials anymore. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough on that. I've been reading some uh, Marvel comics. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm going to go super nerdy here. That's okay. (laughs) Um, I've been reading the newest Secret Wars. They're... So Secret Wars is like this thing that they did in the comics, which is like the first time Marvel was like, we're going to take all our superheroes, we're going to cram them together, we're going to have them in like this big showdown. And so it's kind of, it's the reason why movies like Civil War exist nowadays. Uh-huh. It's because of these like, and Marvel loves doing it. They just love having these pages where they have like a hundred heroes all on, on one page. And... um so I was reading the old one and then the new one to kind of catch up and like basically Dr. Doom became a God. And then basically the, the way it ends is how they took the fantastic four off of the table in Marvel comics, (laughs) which I didn't know until I finished reading that. And then I found out like, Oh, they're not making any Marvel comics about the fantastic four anymore. Nope. Nope. This is another Fox (laughs) thing. They got, So this is where the movie companies matter, Mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> because they're, they killed Wolverine in the comics. He's dead. Uh-huh. He's done. Uh-huh. Like they're not making any more Wolverine comics. They killed Professor X in the comics. I'm still not sure what happened with that. Um, they killed a lot of characters in the comics that are like X-Men. And then they're not allowed to introduce any new characters to the X-Men. Because the comic is still popular enough where they're still putting it out because it sells a lot. Uh-huh. 
but they don't want to introduce any characters because then Fox then they can fall use under them. the Fox umbrella. Yeah, and so they can use them for their movies. I see. So Disney's playing hardball with Fox, so they've completely like deballed their X Men, and then they're taking the Fantastic Four. They're just done in the comics now, which I'm like makes me sad. They were the very first Marvel comics heroes, and they're just gone because of this like rift between Fox and Marvel. And I don't know how to feel about that because I'm not like a big fan of the the Fox movies, but except for Deadpool is pretty great. <laughs> oh, they made Dead. They're the ones that did Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, because oh. he falls under the X Men umbrella. So oh, that's why they had X Men in it. Like, remember they had oh. Cyclops and Brandon. You saw the movie Negasonic Teenage Warhead. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's also the name of a song I've heard, but. Uh, I don't know which band. So it was a 90s grunge band. That's all I know. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I don't I don't like that they're like just pulling heroes out because they're like, we're not going to give Fox any more things that they can use. Yeah. That makes me sad. It makes me a sad panda. <laughs> what do you think, Brandon? You're an X-Men fan. Like, how do you feel about no more Wolverine stories? See, I don't really read them, so... It doesn't okay. really affect me much. So you're fine with it. <laughs> so, I mean, but the fact that they're not making any more, I don't like. Um, just because I do like the character so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I totally see what they're doing with it, but I just, I'm not happy about it. Yeah. The other interesting thing is they pulled all action figures for X-Men. You can't find them anywhere. Ooh, so the price is going to go up, huh? No, because Marvel has the rights to the action figures, and so they don't put any of them out because they don't want anything that's going to promote the Fox movies. Wow, they're really throwing temper tantrums, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah they're Did fun. they well, willingly they were, give the rights to Fox? I mean, Well, they were really pissed about the Fantastic Four because they basically made that trank wreck just to keep the rights at Fox. Yeah. It's been happening every, almost every yeah. Fantastic Four movie has just been to keep the rights. Um, or three out of four of them, for sure. That sequel wasn't, but all the rest of them were. Um, so what happened was in the 90s, like comic books were getting more and more popular and people were going crazy buying all these number one issues and stuff. And then they stopped. Like Basically, the market burst. like The bubble popped. And they were producing so many of these things that they were worthless. And then so people who are just buying comic books because they're looking at them as an investment stopped buying them. They turned off a lot of fans because they were tired of like having to buy seven copies of something just to get the same story, like the same cover, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they drove away a bunch of fans. So Marvel Comic went Marvel Comics went into bankruptcy. Part of how they got out of bankruptcy was they had to sell off some of their properties. Mm-hmm. One of the properties they sold off was X-Men to Fox, like the movie rights, because they would like sell off these movie rights and then nobody would make it. And so I think by that point, they just thought like nobody's going to make it. So we'll just sell it off. Mm-hmm. But that was like the beginning of the comic boom, like in movies, you know, oh. so like 99, I think was the first X-Men movie. So now that Disney has it and they're heavy hitters, they're trying to do anything they can to hurt that so that they can get it back. Mm-hmm. at uh marvel like part of the thing why spider-man is in the marvel universe was they made a deal with sony that says hey we'll like write your spider-man movie and we'll give you all our talent but you gotta let them use them in our universe 
you know, because Spider-Man's mm. way too important in the Marvel Universe to just, like, do that. Not sell figures and not, yeah. you know, sell comics and things. So they worked out a deal with them. But Fox won't have a deal. They're, like, salting the earth between the two of them. So that's where, it like, matters with these brands. They're just fighting with each other. Yeah. But um, I guess, like, one of the things I have a problem with is, like, so I was reading Old Man Logan today, which I'd never actually read. It's a really fucking fun story. Like, basically, it's Wolverine something like 40 years after all the supervillains win. Like, they all team up and figure out a way to basically kill almost all the superheroes. And Wolverine gets tricked. I, I don't want to give it all away. But, like, Wolverine basically, like, something happens and he becomes a pacifist for a while. Like, 40 years. <laughs> and, uh, uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't hold. <laughs> but, uh... What's really fun about the comic, I don't see how they could do if they're actually making the old man Logan story for Fox, which it seems like that's what they're doing. But like Wolverine's freak out involves Mysterio, who's like Spider-Man, so they can't use him. Like a very huge thing in the plot is that like basically the Hulks, like Bruce Banner just completely flips out over time. And uh, has all these inbred children. And so, like, there's all these hulks all over California. <laughs> and, like, like the U.S. is, like, divided into five territories, basically. And they're all run by a different villain. And so, like, Bruce Banner, like, runs, runs California, basically. Like, the whole West Coast. Like, Oregon would be ruled by the banners, okay? <laughs> and so that stuff's really fun. But, like, they can't do Hulk because Hulk is with Marvel. Yep. They have like this whole big story about about um, like uh, like Red Skull, but Red Skull is Marvel. Like, there's all this stuff that I'm just like, like Hawkeye is the one who's basically like Wolverine's road partner. He's with Marvel, so I'm like, what exactly are you gonna like? What can you use from this story for your movie? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that they, they take some liberties with the source material, but there is nothing left to take liberties from. Like, what do you even do at this point? I just don't understand why people are clamoring for this story when they can't even come close to what it was. Yeah, I can't see it. Yeah, I the, the Hulk thing alone just destroys it to me because they're like an integral part of it. Like, who are you going to throw out of the X-Men to make up for Hulk? Colossus, the blob. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Colossus works. No, he's he's <laughs> definitely not on the evil side. The blob, maybe, but he's not nearly well known. Yeah, I guess. I guess you could do the blob. Yeah, and they have a thing with Magneto, but Magneto gets killed, so it's like, but he's not even really in the story. He's just referenced because he's dead by the time the thing happens and. I don't know. There's like a thing with Kingpin, but he's Marvel. I'm like, I just don't, I, I don't understand. I Is it a good idea to like take a property and be like, yeah, we're going to change everything, but this is totally going to work. Yeah. Not for the hardcore fans, probably. No. And I, I don't have to have it exactly right, but I at least need the spirit of it fulfilled. And I don't know how you could do the spirit, but I guess they're going to soldier on and do it anyway. So, have you seen any of the X-Men stuff? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Fair enough. I'm just like talking jargon to your head now. 
You you got me hooked on the Avengers in that, so. Okay. But I haven't done the X-Men route. How did I get you hooked on Avengers? I'm trying to. I don't know. Maybe you took me to one of the movies or something? I don't know. I don't remember. Did, were you on board for Iron Man? Yeah. Like Captain America? I saw that later. Okay. I think the Captain America... What do you think is like the best superhero trilogy right now? Even if you just go three. Like a lot of people would say the Dark Knight movies. Some people would say some of the Superman movies. I'd probably go Captain America right now. They're pretty good. Yeah, like... Yeah, I do like the... Because they kind of tie into current events in a way um, with the war on terrorism and all that. Yeah. I'm going to see the third installment of the X, the new X-Men on Fridays or probably tomorrow night. So does this one take place in the eighties? I think so. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to see it or not. I'm debating. I have the money, but I'm not sure that I want to go see it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you didn't care much for days of future past either so. i really didn't like it I, I thought there was like one or two good scenes but that was it like you know what i mean like i thought it was like a blah superhero movie with like a couple good scenes um that first one with with jay law that was fucking good yeah that they, was a legitimately good movie oh, um, what was the tagline for that one the tagline not the tagline the the first title or whatever yeah first class yeah i really like that one you might like that one mom it's got kevin bacon in it oh i might watch it and it's got michael fassbender that one was really good okay and uh who plays patrick stewart in that james mcavoy (laughs) yeah james mcavoy oh i like james mcavoy see those are and Jennifer Lawrence, you like Jennifer Lawrence, I know yeah, that. Yeah, I like Jennifer Lawrence. We just named the, the top four characters in and that Beast. movie. So which, which one is this now? Uh, X-Men First Class? First yeah, class. First Class. Okay. You'd probably like that one. And it, it takes place in the 60s. Basically, it mm-hmm. takes place during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. Okay. And it's got Kevin Bacon. Okay. So that's always good. Of course, Kevin Bacon's in almost everything, <laughs> That's not true. He's just in like, he works with every actor is what it (laughs) is. That's it, yeah. He's in a lot of ensemble movies. (laughs) Like, I think he he only got an X-Men first class just so that like he could get all the superhero stuff taken care of because now they all connect, you know? Yeah, we got a lot of the younger generation got a Kevin Bacon number way up there now. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't he been doing music mostly lately? probably he always does that bullshit bar band that he's in (laughs) i don't even know if they're good or not it's like the bacon brothers right yeah i just call them bacon bits dude i actually (laughs) i did see them i watched every once in a while i'll catch a show on i think it's cbs it's like two o'clock in the morning it's like uh over at daryl's house at um the uh guitarist for hall and oates daryl Daryl Hall from Hollywood. Right. <laughs> um, There's only two of them, dude. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, he hosts like people coming in, like just kind of indie bands, or and I think Kevin Bacon's band was on it one one afternoon. I always love stuff like that. I I, I remember hearing this uh, interview with uh, 
um, Billy Bob Thornton. And so he was supposed to just be interviewed about his band. And like, he asked him one question about a movie, like after like five questions about the band and Billy Bob Thornton just fucking turned on him and just was so mad. And it was so clear. Like he only did the interview to like promote his band. And I'm just like, how do you do that? Like, I don't know. Like, how do you pretend like, like nobody's interested in your main career like yeah. the one that makes you all the money like the if one that gets people coming to your band <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly right like honestly if if he loved his band that much to stop acting billy bob like really put it on the line there and just yeah just, it's wasting time with your band dude fargo pays the bills <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see him do that. I'm just saying, like, the attitude was a little crazy. But maybe he was coked out. I don't know. I he's kind of a strange guy. He's a very Cocaine's strange a hell of a guy. drug. Yeah, that's right. But going back to Hall's and, Hall and Oates really quick. What's your favorite Hall and Oates song, Mom? Oh. You listened to so much of them when I was a kid. You have to have a favorite. What's a favorite? I can't even remember which songs were Hall and Oates. Can't you remember any. What about like I can't cope with that. Ah, I can't cope with that. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> what about private eyes? They're watching you. Private eyes. Oh. Man eater. But yeah, that was a good one too. But you know, they're no wham. <laughs> wham. And then wham. wham. <laughs> So you saw Keanu. Yeah, I saw uh, Keanu. That's what did why. you think? I feel like I didn't Hence do a the great. Wham. <laughs> I, I felt like I didn't do like a great job describing that movie on the podcast. How would you describe that movie? Um, it's a long Key and Peele sketch, which has me there. <laughs> See, I felt like it was more in the vein of like those old school action movies where you would always like have a comedian and an action star together. Yeah, it was kind of similar to that. Or a dopey action star like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> like, yeah, and the, a lot of the humor was in not expecting I'm, the characters acting not as you expect them to, like uh, gang members having a cat that right. they're willing to kill everyone for. <laughs> yeah, I my favorite part of that movie I can't even talk about, so I don't know why I bring it up, but. There is a scene where there's like a million end bombs dropped in like 20 seconds. That is absolutely hilarious at the bar when, uh, when, when yeah. he's trying to look really tough. And so he's dropping the N word to look tough. Yeah. And then like, yeah. And then he just drops it so much more as he gets more and more nervous <laughs> <laughs> as the situation escalates. It's really funny. I don't know. And of course, Those the most gangster geniuses. character turns out to be the undercover cop. That's now, the way it always is. Now, now you're spoiling shit. That's not cool. <laughs> I mean, I saw it coming a mile away, but it's whatever. <laughs> Those movies are always like that, though. But <laughs> but I love when he had everybody convinced that George Michaels was black. All yeah. The <laughs> yeah. He's like, man. And then he that brother went out. Wham! Did his own thing. <laughs> I loved it when he had everybody like he, him, and and those uh, 
rough, rough gangsters that were in his car. <laughs> they were basically doing four-part harmony to a father figure. Like, I will be your father figure till the end of time. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're all singing different parts to it. It was so great. He's, like, conducting them. <laughs> and they're waiting to pull a job while they're doing this, too. That's... Yeah, I love when he gets in the car. Like, he, he finds out that his friends got George Michael on the iPod. And they listen to it. He's laughing at him. He's like... Yeah, so this is what we're listening to. You know what they think we should be listening to? And then he puts on, fuck the police. Yeah. And then he goes, but this is what we're really listening to. And he yeah. gets back to, like, faith. Yeah. Because <laughs> he sings faith throughout the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that movie's pretty good. Well, we should probably cut it off here. You guys got any, any closing thoughts? Words of wisdom? Hold door. Yeah. door. Hold the door. <laughs> You know, I think we actually called out his title, Hold the Door, in a previous podcast. Did we really? Listeners, go through and tell us which episode it was. Yeah, dude, there's only like 271. Something (laughs) like that. (laughs) We didn't really call that out, right? I feel like we did. Really? I don't actually have debates on my show. It's called That's Debatable, but I don't really have an affirmative or negative debate, really. It's not a win or loss kind of debate. The way that I've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular. I think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an argument. You're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them. A Not Safe for Network podcast. Take that OD, you drink it down to the label. Yeah. You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. <laughs> uh, you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege of mm-hmm. experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. Yeah. We had a good life. When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do, you're like, oh, wow, it must be aliens. It's totally because the mustache. Yeah, yeah, believe the mustache, because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache. Bad news. There's something about him that's not right, and the characters pick up on it right away and they lock him away. (laughs) You know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache, and when he doesn't, it codes for strangeness. And just all around wrongness and weirdness. The Alien Movie Project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the Robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like like he's uh, Norwe- like, Norwegian. Yeah, he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. <laughs> the two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. <laughs> like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude. Oh, yeah, I'd be that punching. about getting Seminilla punching that bag. I think he might have given that punching bag Seminilla. Well, every now and then it's insightful. Find us on iTunes.